You're listening to Salon Frequency, a podcast for salon professionals that are revolutionizing the texture of salon culture. Today, we are going to be hearing from Kiera of Chic Shades Hair about the value of creating multiple streams of income and why outsourcing is her focus for this season in her career. But before we get into Kiera's journey, I would like to introduce myself to you if this is your first time listening to Salon Frequency. My name is Jocelyn Renee, and as your host on this audio experience, my goal is to encourage your growth behind and beyond the chair in this ever-changing beauty industry. And one of the ways that I strive to do just that is by bringing other salon professionals on the show and taking a peek behind their chair. Today, we're going to be speaking with Kiera Taylor, who is a licensed cosmetologist based in Houston, Texas, that specializes in hair color, whether that is through her salon services or private and virtual educational opportunities. Kiera is sought after in the industry for her beautiful blends that she creates using traditional and trending hair color techniques. Her approach to life and business is Simplicity Wins. So without further ado, welcome Kiera to Salon Frequency. Thank you. Thank you for having me. In your own words, could you share a little bit about your journey, like how you arrived to being a colorist in the industry? The path to success is not necessarily linear. Um, I actually went to college first and got a business degree. And um, I basically graduated at the height of the recession, couldn't find a job, and I had to kind of soul search and think back on what I enjoyed most um, when I was younger. And hair is what I remember enjoying the most. And so I basically took a leap of faith, enrolled into cosmetology school full time. Um, And the school that I attended actually focused on hair color uh, to the point where we were timed Um, on applications. We had to do a certain amount of applications before we graduated. They would bring people into the school that were professionals that taught us more about theory and placement. So I feel like I had a head start um, with hair color. I enrolled not knowing that I would enjoy hair color and that I would pick up on it quickly. And ever since um, cosmetology school, I've just continued my education for the past decade. And Everything that I've learned, I would adapt so that it would work for, you know, black women's hair, um, highly textured hair, because our hair is a little different. And um, just from practice and building my clientele, building my confidence, um, I was able to get to where I am today. I feel like color, at least for me, color was one of the scariest things about cosmetology school. Did you ever have a fear when you were doing or servicing all the clients at school or as you were learning color? Was it like a, I don't know if I'm a mess up or it was just like, I'm just going to try. Absolutely. I think like most people, we overthink it. We are overwhelmed because we do not want to mess up someone's hair. Messing up a style is going to be a little different than messing up with hair color. And so I think the the stakes are higher when you're working with hair color. (laughs) And, um, you know, I think... The more I've, I've performed the service, that's how my confidence was built. So there was an element of fear, but I think the more I uh, performed the service, I was able to build the confidence. You cannot build confidence if you um, are fearful of even taking action. And so even if you do mess up, even when I did mess up, um, there was something that I learned that I would apply for the next service. Or I would work on models, you know, people that don't pay. So that um, if there is a mistake, you know, 
Oops. <laughs> um, but I would definitely say that you overcome the fear by doing it. And that's with anything, not just hair color, um, you overcome fear. And the prize is the freedom on the other side of fear, because I'm now I'm able to perform hair color and I have I have less anxiety um, than I did when I first started. That's amazing. I think a lot of us get like paralyzed by our mistakes. And so the fact that you just kept at it is it's an invaluable skill and it's put you ahead in the industry. So when you graduated, did you just specifically specialize in color or were you offering all the services until you found out like, hey, I just want to do color only? Um, I actually was not specializing in anything when I first graduated because in my mind, um, I was trying to make money. And so I was one to offer the services that people were asking for. Um, it wasn't until maybe seven years into my career that I decided to take another leap of faith and just specialize in hair color. So before I was doing relaxers, I was doing short hair. I was doing, um, you know, most styles, but my creativity, my, uh, my creative, creative outlet is hair color. So, um, when I'm doing styles, I eventually get bored with, whereas hair color, I'm always excited. And so I wanted to make sure that I would go into work, excited to work, um, not lagging, not having the attitude of, I don't want to work, you know, so hair color allows me to go into work and still be excited behind, you know, being behind the chair. And um, like I said, it was seven, seven years after I graduated that I decided I would specialize. And um, that is when my career actually took off because people pay premium for specialists. And so I'm able to now work with less people a day and make even more than I did when I were when I was doing all those other services. And so for those that are listening or that's interested in hair color, I definitely would encourage you to, you know, pursue it further, get, you know, get education so that you can work smarter, not harder. Absolutely. And we're going to speak with you about Chic Shades and your educational platform. But before we get there, I wanted to ask you, what was the transition like going from offering all the services to just offering color and how did your clientele react to that transition? Surprisingly, the transition was better than I expected because there was an element of fear, same um, same element of fear that um, I would not be able to build my clientele or that I would lose clients and um, that I would not be able to make you know money. But again, I overcame that fear. And on the other side of it was freedom. And so for clients that was not interested in hair color, and I quote unquote lost them, that made room for new clients to come. And so I actually thought to myself, I should have done this sooner. <laughs> and I think that's how I feel about a lot of decisions that have to be made when it comes to taking leaps in your career. You're not sure it was going to be on the other side, but once you get to the other side, you realize, okay, I definitely should have done this sooner. I fully agree with you there. Niching down into only offering services for locks for me transformed my business. Very similar to what you're speaking about, niching down into hair color. I've been listening to your live broadcast. One of the things that you spoke about that really, um, like resonated with me was that you are like, you're reintroducing your brand. So instead of you offering services through chic shades, that's now your educational platform. Can you speak about like why you decided to separate the two or make that type of transition? 
Um, I decided to, re- to separate the two because I wanted to try and build my education brand as well as my personal brand. And so when someone books a hair service with me, they're booking with Kiera Taylor. Um, but I really like the idea of using the Chic Shades umbrella to provide education. And under that umbrella, the um, the primary course will be um, named Chic Blends because um, that's what I'm known for, the blend. And so basically Chic Blends is a derivative of Chic Shades. Um, and so because that brand was stronger, I decided to make that the education uh, platform versus using it for hair color services um, because um, ultimately I want to go in that direction and make that more of a priority. My education is what um, I want to trump my services behind the chair. It is not my desire to be behind the chair until I am um, in 50 or 60 years old. <laughs> and so um, I want to make sure that the brand that I started, um, I made education versus um, behind the chair hair services. So I hope that makes sense. I love that. It makes total sense. Was that pivot something that came out of the shutdowns that we experienced or was that always kind of in your mind from when you first got started? Um, it wasn't in my mind when I first got started and it wasn't because of the shutdown. I actually um, decided to offer independent education like in, I want to say, 17 when I was pregnant with my daughter, but I had I wasn't consistent. And when you're not consistent, you don't get results. And so I decided to actually just be consistent um, within the last two months. And um, so it had any, it had nothing to do with the shutdown, but I do think the shutdown kind of lit a fire under me because this is something I've been lagging. Um, here we are in 2020 and, um, you know, I could have been consistent for the past three years and could have been further along. And then when I first got started, I, I didn't feel like I was like a master or expert, you know, to be anybody else's teacher. (laughs) But after about a decade of doing it and uh, being consistent with that, um, I was able to build up, you know, the confidence to, you know, start teaching others. So with your teaching, are you are you targeting just like all professionals? Are you trying to get people that's fresh out of cosmetology school that are afraid of color that haven't really had their hands in it? So my desire is to reach out to beginners So when I say beginner stylists, they may be recent graduates or they may just be stylists that don't have any hair color experience. So you could be a veteran um, hairstylist, but a beginner hair colorist. And so I want to make sure and target and teach at a level where someone that doesn't even know what balayage is, um, is able to understand and learn. And so my education is going to be focused on the placement. That's my my zone of genius. There are amazing um, educators that can teach on color theory and like the chemistry of hair color. But I feel that my strong my strong area is placement um, because you can't even get to the toning and the color theory um, until you have actually lifted the hair. And so I want to reach people that um, are basically novices people that don't have to unlearn things and relearn. Um, That way they can be much further along. It's going to be hard to try to teach someone that already has a way of doing something, um, you know, teaching them something new, unless they are really um, wanting to see, you know, some better results. And so if I can reach the beginner stylist, um, I feel that they will be able to apply the information, execute, 
and, um, you know, attract the, the quality clients that they're looking for, build their confidence and hopefully save time behind the chair so that they can go home. You know, no one wants to be in the salon all day unless uh, they choose to. I uh, applaud you for even reaching back in the industry because a lot of times veterans or people that have been in industry for a really long time, it's very rare that they go back to give back the knowledge that they've gained to the next generation of colorists, of stylists. So I truly applaud you for that. Another thing that I learned uh, listening to your broadcast live, you were speaking about how your brand, Chic Shades, yes, you have the educational component, but you're also striving to have digital product offerings. What does that look like as a salon professional? So um, the main uh, service for Chic Shades will be um, like a masterclass type of course. It's going to be like a six week um, intensive course that will focus on um, placement and uh, business and um, how to track the clients and, you know, how to increase the confidence, all that will be supported with the six week uh, course. So the digital um, products um, that I'm offering, I offer some presets for hair colorists. Um, so the presets don't necessarily change the tone of the hair, but it basically polishes, polishes your photo. So when you upload it on Instagram, you know, you're presenting your work in the best, best light. A lot of times we'll take pictures and, um, you know, what we see with our natural eye, it doesn't really translate well um, once we upload it. And so the preset kind of just basically tweaks your photo so that it shows in the best light. Um, that's one digital product. I also have a checklist um, for like stylists that want to um, get the tools necessary to offer hair color. But in addition to the course, there will be some product that, that are able to support you further uh, in your career. That's Amazing. I'm <laughs> looking forward to that. You know, as a salon professional, it's it's important for us to like reimagine what this industry is going to look like and bringing in your value for education, your knowledge about color and just even offering something as I would say very unique as a preset like genius. <laughs> So you're bringing in now multiple streams of income for your business. How are you navigating what that looks like on the back end? Um, so I am really just getting started with creating the multiple streams, um, you know, making sure that um, I'm not burning out. So one thing that helps is to make sure that um, I'm not behind the chair every day. That's one thing that helps. I do not work every day. Um I work part-time. And so the other days um, I am able to focus on, you know, the course and the content and the email marketing and, you know, everything that comes with, you know, getting your brand out there, brand awareness. So I think that having that balance where I work behind the chair some days and then other days, you know, have other focuses, I think that helps. And I recently hired an accountant to keep me organized <laughs> and keep me accountable um, and so I think that's going to help me as well, um, as far as reaching my financial goals. Absolutely. One of the things that, uh, lit a fire for me or in me listening to you speak about your journey was the broadcast you did about outsourcing. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's my word for the year. Like it might be my word for the rest of my life is outsourcing <laughs> because, we have to understand what money does. Money buys time. So as I've said um, in that broadcast that um, time 
is um, not infinite. Um, time is, but money is like, you can always make more money, but you can't get back more time. And so you have to make sure that you're using your money to buy yourself time. And, um, you know, a lot of times we, you know, we want to hold on to the money, but if you buy yourself time, you actually are able to do other things. And so in that broadcast, I was talking about how you can outsource, you know, your cleaning or your accountant, um, or, um, online booking, virtual, get a virtual assistant, because if you have other people doing things for you, then you have time to do, you know, the task that's going to, to better serve you. And even if that task is just resting, you know, you can buy time so that you can rest. Um, and I think that we just have to rethink how we do business because a lot of people want to say they're a boss. A lot of people want to claim CEO, but you're not making CEO decisions. CEOs do not do everything. They delegate and they outsource. And what they do is oversee. And so if we're trying to go in that direction, we have to be willing to pay money to buy time. That's a whole word. And just even the mindset, you know, just to think about, I I am a CEO, like I am a boss, but like, you're not acting like a boss. So when you... You brought it up and like really. But I'm talking like, to myself like I talk to y'all. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not just telling. I'm also reminding myself. It's a word, sis, for real. <laughs> I mean, I think that now, like, it's definitely a mindset thing. Like, we all have to work on our mindset in order to, you know, get further. But now, like I said, outsourcing is my word or whatever you want to call it, um, mantra or whatever. But. My first thought is, can I outsource it? Before my my thought is, can I do this myself? Yes, because it gives you the freedom that you're speaking about. Like we, I feel like we should always be striving for freedom, whether that's from being behind a chair, whether that's from doing all the day-to-day tasks in our life, like freedom is the objective here. Right. What um, platforms or how do you even like if you're thinking about outsourcing, do you have a, like a specific platform? Do you have like a family like of uh, support? Like, how do you go about getting someone to to do the thing that you're trying to outsource? I'm, I think I'm active online. That's number one. And so I follow different people um, and I'll see people, uh, you know, I'll watch people's uh, content or um, if someone mentions someone and I uh, they built trust with me just from me following them, I'll look into that person's service as well. So like my accountant, um, I actually learned about her from someone I followed. Um, and then for, <clears throat> you know, just being in a community, I think that community is where you're going to learn about um, who can help you with certain tasks. And so, um, I am part of a community on Facebook, um, for like mothers and, um, someone in that group does like websites. Um, you can also go to fiverr.com. I think it's F I F I V E R R.com. And that is like a website for, um, any, any freelancer, you know, Anything you can think of, that particular website will most likely be your number one source. Um, I would go there first, but I want to make sure to reiterate that being in communities um, is where you're going to get um, referrals. You know, you want to have someone vouch for the person that you're looking to hire. So how do you keep your mindset uh, focused on your success? 
Well, I'm working on my mindset. I think my mindset is something you have to continuously work on. I am a believer, and the Bible says that we are renewed by transforming our mind. Um, and then you can read self-help books, and they'll say the same thing, same thing that the Bible says, right? So um, I think that understanding that understanding that there's no way to have change in your life without change of your mind um, allows me to uh, do the work, you know, so I read, uh, I'm, I actually plan on reading more books this year, but I think that reading helps your mindset because you're exposing yourself to uh, more information. Um, being around other people that are working on their mindset too, allows you to, you know, step your game up because iron sharpens iron. Um, I think that limiting your gossip or your, you know, uh, limiting your social media sometimes if you're not following people that are doing what you're wanting to do and you're following people like you know that gossip then it's going to be really hard to um, focus on what you need to focus on because you put other things in your mind that's taking up space and so um, one of the things that I'm actually doing for 2021 is taking off January to just kind of reset um, read um be off social media and rest. I think rest <laughs> definitely makes a difference because you can't really focus or make the decisions if you're tired or, you know, worn down. So um, that's the ways that I work on my mindset. Those sound like amazing habits. Aside from the Bible, um, what is one of your favorite books that you've read? One of my favorite books is The Monk and the Merchant. And there's actually, I want to say like 12 principles in that book. I mean, amazing. To the point where um, I plan on printing them out and like framing them. And I actually going to pull it up real quick. Hold on. One of the principles is uh, financial pres- um, prosperity is often connected to soul prosperity. Let me see. Trials develop, develop your character, preparing you for increased blessings um, take responsibility for problems that are the result of your own bad decisions. Do not place blame. Um, see challenges as stepping stones, not obstacles. Uh, let me see. I'm going to give you two more. Always stay on your budget. And let's see. Understand the power of partnership. And so uh, that's just a few of them. There's 12 total. But that particular book is like amazing. I have never heard of that book, but just the principles that you shared are they're godsends. Truly, you know, when you just like you hear something that resonates that like it causes you to want to elevate your mindset, your thinking, the people you're around. That book sounds like it's it. It's a good book. I, I can't even I can't even lie. It's a good book. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Let me see who the author author is. It's by Terry Felber. The Legend of the Monk and the Merchant is the full title. What would you say? is one personal habit that you have that has helped you be a better salon professional or educator? Um, I think my timeliness and punctuality. Uh, when I was in college, my um, one of my law professors um, said that if you are on time, you're late. And if you're early, you're on time. And that's that stuck with me. And that was over a decade ago. And now um, I, I arrived to work at least 15 to 30 minutes before my first client, just to make sure that um, it's clean. Everything is set up because I already know what the first service is. So I have, you know, my tools and products laid out and I'm waiting for the client. And um, our industry 
um, gets a bad rep for clients, you know, sitting in the salon or stylist taking forever to start the service. And that is not me. Um, it, it will never be me. I don't like people waiting on me because I don't like waiting on people. And so my timeliness, I think, is one of my um, personal habits uh, that I'm consistent with. If I am not on time anywhere, like I'm frazzled and I'm pretty much like I might as well not even go. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I definitely think like punctuality and timeliness um, is one of my strengths. That's a quality habit to have for sure. Um, and especially with doing color services, because I feel like color, or at least from what I remember of color, the way I was learning color at cosmetology school, it was time drills, making sure you have the lighter on, making sure everything is just precision with the time and punctuality. So, yeah, I, th- I think it makes a difference um, with your work, but also with your reputation. Because uh, a lot of times clients will compliment me more on my professionalism (laughs) than they do the color, you know, and that says a lot to me because the color is really pretty. (laughs) But if, you know, what stands out to you is the professionalism and the timeliness and how your your service starts when the book says that it's going to start. I think that that speaks volume. That's amazing. And where can people find all of your education, your digital products, salon services, if they are in Houston, Texas, like where, where's your digital home? So you can find me on chicshadeshair.com. Um, that is where the education will be housed, um, digital products as well. Um, if you're looking to book a service, you can go to kiarataylor.com. Um, and that is strictly for hair services. Um, but the online course I'm actually launching in February and it's going to be a six week, um, course. You will have two options. You can get the technical only, or you can get the technical and the business. And so, um, more information about those options will be available on chicshadeshair.com. The, um, Instagram page has, about a month worth of Instagram lives. <laughs> That's um, on IGTV if you want to learn more about the brand. Yeah, that is pretty much where you can find everything. Sheetshadeshair.com. Thank you so much. Um, is there any anything else that you would like to share um, with the listeners today? Um, make sure that you... Uh, subscribe to the podcast and make sure that you give this podcast five stars. Um, There is uh, plenty of episodes for you to um, enjoy. And so make sure that you support the the podcast with your rating. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. (laughs) It was very unexpected. so much for listening and I really hope you enjoyed this conversation and all of the wisdom that Kiara shared today. If you learned anything from this episode or were inspired by anything that was shared, please consider posting a five-star rating of the podcast and writing a quick review of it on Apple Podcasts. This will help other entrepreneurs like yourself discover the podcast and it may even change someone's life. So go ahead and impact the world. And if you were looking for them, the links to the education and resources that were shared during the episode are available in the show notes. And also make sure you head over to salonfrequency.com so that you can join the vibe.